Hi, I'm Michael Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater, opening at the Imperial Theater on Broadway, August 21, 1944, Song of Norway was a spectacular and colorful production telling the story of Edvard Grieg's rise to fame as a world-famous composer, with book by Milton Lazarus taken from a play by Homer Curran, and with lyrics and musical adaptations from the works of Grieg by Robert Wright and George Forrest. In the musical drama... Grieg's love for his childhood sweetheart Nina and his native country of Norway is selfishly manipulated by the scheming opera diva Luisa Giovanni, who is besotted by Grieg and determined to keep him from Nina by using him as her pianist in world tours. Only through the love of his friends does Grieg finally realize that being home with his loved ones is where he will find true happiness. Song of Norway was originally developed and presented in Los Angeles by Edwin Lester's Los Angeles Civic Light Opera in 1944, with essentially the same cast as was later seen on Broadway. It was also popular in London, running for 526 performances at the Palace Theatre, the first Broadway show to cross the Atlantic after the end of the Second World War. The project started as the story of author Hans Christian Andersen, set to the music of Edvard Grieg. The fact that Andersen was Danish and Grieg was Norwegian seemed to have slipped right by Lester, or else he lumped them together in his mind under the heading of, quote, Scandinavian culture, unquote. What he wasn't able to ignore was film producer Samuel Goldwyn, who was working on his own life story of Anderson. Goldwyn threatened a lawsuit, and Lester withdrew. The Goldwyn Project would finally emerge in 1952 as the film Hans Christian Anderson, starring Danny Kaye, with a screenplay by Moss Hart and a score by Frank Lesser. Undeterred, Lester decided instead to use the music of Edvard Grieg to tell the story of Edvard Grieg. The original production featured dances, both ballet and Norwegian folk variations, choreographed by George Balanchine and performed by the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo. Maria Tallchief, one of the featured dancers, married Balanchine during the run of the show. Composers Robert Wright and George Forrest had an unusual approach to their making of Broadway musicals, in that they often adapted the themes and musical stylings of classical composers into dramatic compositions that could be used in the telling of a story on stage. For instance, in Gypsy Lady in 1947, they used the music of Victor Herbert for inspiration. In The Great Waltz in 1949, they adapted the music of Johann Strauss. With Kismet in 1953, they were inspired by the music of Alexander Borodin. And in Anya in 1965, a musical adaptation of the play and film Anastasia, they applied the music of Sergei Rachmaninoff with their technique. 
There were, however, productions such as At the Grand in 1958, an adaptation of Vicki Baum's Grand Hotel, and Keene in 1961, based on the life of Shakespearean actor Edmund Keene, in which they created their own original music and lyrics. Adapting the music of Edvard Grieg for Song of Norway, the songs include Prelude and Legend, based on Grieg's piano concerto in A minor, Freddy and his fiddle, based on Norwegian Dance Number no. 2, and Strange Music, based on Wedding Day at Trollhagen, among others. The original cast recording of Song of Norway was released by Decca Records. Broadway star Ira Petna was under contract to the competing record label Columbia, so her part on the album was sung by actor Kitty Carlisle, who never actually played the part on Broadway. This was not uncommon in the days when stars were indentured to their recording labels and were sometimes prohibited from singing on the cast albums of the very shows they were starring in if it was recorded by an alternate company, such as when Dinah Shore recorded Broadway's Call Me Madam in place of Ethel Merman, and the revival cast album of Pal Joey featured Jane Froman and Dick Beavers in place of Vivian Siegel and Harold Lang. While Ira Petina was deprived the opportunity to capture her performance with the rest of the Broadway company on the original cast album, part of the joy of these WPMT broadcasts is being able to bring you this rare treat. Here is Ira Petna recreating her performance live on the February 28, 1949 episode of The Railroad Hour, opposite host and star Gordon McRae in Song of Norway. Ladies and gentlemen, The Railroad Hour. And here comes the star studded show train. Association of American Railroads presents that sensational operetta success of a few seasons ago, Song of Norway, starring Gordon McRae as Edvard Grieg, and his guest star, Ida Petina, in her original role of the Countess Louisa Giovanni. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and the music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. Yes, tonight another great musical success is brought to you by the American Railroads, the same railroads that bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn and all the other things you use in your daily life. And now, here is our star, Gordon McRae. Thank you, Marvin Miller, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, as the composer, Edvard Grieg, I shall tell you how he found greatness in his concerto. On an enchanted hill called Trollhagen in Norway, I used to play when I was a child. With me would be Nina and Ricard, my two dearest friends. And we three were pledged together in the solemn bond of the very young. But Nina went away. Years passed. Rick began to write his great poem about Norway. 
And the urge began within me to set his words to music, to compose a work that would express the beauty and spirit of our dear land, a song of Norway. Then one day, Nina returned to me and to Rick, and we had a great reunion back in our beloved Trollhagen. <laughs> Nina, is it really true that people in other countries know so little about us? Oh, they think we're savages. To the outside world, we're still Vikings, a people of mountains and ice. Oh, come now, Rick. You, Edvard, could do so much. A man whose music is as Norwegian as a fjord. See, Nina? Rick's still waving his flaming sword. Sword. Fjord. I've made a rhyme. Oh, but you're not supposed to, Edvard. Rick has always been the poet ever since we were children. And you were always the princess, Nina. And you the minstrel, Edvard. Oh, again we stand on your screen hill. The poet, the minstrel. And the princess still. soon came to me that I was in love with Nina now more than ever. But asking her to marry me carried with it a problem. My earnings as a composer were painfully small. The solution came with the arrival in our village of the fabulous Countess Luisa Giovanni, a famous opera singer. She'd come for our Midsummer's Eve festival, and our simple people stood agape before this dazzling lady. <laughs> 
your little village and your charming, charming Thank you. You're very kind. It is quite different from your grand opera, Countess. Poof, grand opera. It's pretense and pencil. Grand opera and I have met and parted. From now on I live, laugh, and love only for today. Give me today, let yesterday mordo. I'll never look back over my shoulder. Nor will I borrow tears from it all. Countess heard me play the piano, she told me she was going on a concert tour that would take in all the great cities of Europe. And then I stood there in amazement when she proposed I go along as her accompanist. I hesitated, but as far as the Countess was concerned, the matter was settled. Edward? I must call you Edward, Nespa. Edward, when I heard you play, I decided, poof, there he is, my accompanist. I promised to give her my answer. So I heard to talk with Nina about it. As usual, Nina understood perfectly. Edvard, I've already asked Rick to tell the Countess that you will accept. But, Nina, it means being away from you again. And here in our lovely northern twilight, I'm seeing you as if for the first time. Edvard, darling. And with the sight of you comes music. Can you hear it? Yes. It's so near it touches us. Music. Of the wind and the trees. Oh, 
to ask you. Will you marry me? Oh, yes, Edvard. I will. I love you, Edvard Green. Oh, my darling. <laughs> so, Edvard, you will be my new accompanist. Aren't you happy? Yes, Countess. No, 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 no. Not Countess. From now on, it is Luisa. What's that music? The festival is starting. Friends? Nina, may I tell them? Yes, Edvard. Friends, Nina has consented to be my wife. Oh. <laughs> Edvard? Yes, Countess? So silly of me to forget my first concert engagement in Amsterdam. We must leave at once. Edvard, we must pack immediately. But this is our holiday. Couldn't we go tomorrow? Now. Now. Not tomorrow, but... I'm sorry, my dear Nina, but the life of an artist is just like this. So come it back. We must be going. Rick, I'm sorry. Our work together, the music for your poem. You I... can do it when you come back, Edvard. And Nina, I'll miss you, darling, so very much. You'll never be too far away, Edvard. I shall always have your music in my heart.
return to the second act of the Song of Norway in just a moment. Hi, this is Porchlight Audience Services Manager August Compton. Thank you for listening to WPMT. If you value programming like this, please consider making a donation today at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your consideration and hope you enjoy the show. And now back to the second act of Song of Norway, starring Gordon MacRae as Edvard Grieg and his guest Ira Petina as the Countess Louisa. My concerto, Our Hill of Dreams, and Trollhagen seemed far away during the months that followed. Paris, London, Vienna, with Louisa, as usual, in complete charge of things. Allow me to present my protege, Edvard Grieg. And soon, the country boy from Norway became the lion of the salon. Edvard, I want you to meet another celebrity, the famous playwright, Henrik Ibsen. Another coup for Louisa. Edvard agreed to collaborate with Ibsen on his play, Peer Gint. Although Nina and I had been married for some months, we were becoming estranged. And this added to my distraction. She remained discreetly in the background, politely refusing Louise's invitations. Such as the fateful night when I'd finished the music for Peer Gint, and to celebrate, Louisa had given a glittering party. <laughs> will be applauding for you. I know, Louise, and I'm grateful for everything you've done for me, but I... Louisa, they want you to sing. Thank you very much, my dear friends. I'll sing a song that Edvard wrote especially for me when we were in Vienna. Remember, Edvard? Whose two arms I am holding? Three 
night became another triumph for Louisa. For myself, I could feel nothing but a great sadness. I accepted the praise of the guests mechanically. It was Nina I was thinking of. And then, to my astonishment, I saw her walking quickly toward me. Nina! Nina, what is it? What's wrong? Edvard, a letter just came for you. Special post. It's from Rick's father. Rick's father? Why should he write to me? Let me have it, please, Nina. Oh. Edvard, what is it? It's Rick. Rick, Nina. He's gone. Oh, Edvard. No. This note. He left it for me. Dear Edvard, the day is passing and our lovely fjords sparkle with the last light of a dying sun. It is so with me in my life, for I can hear God whisper. To you, Edvard, I leave Norway, the maid so fair, like crystal to behold. We're going home to Trollhagen. I failed you as I failed Rick. Edvard, darling, you love me enough to give up all this forever? Love you enough? Oh, Nina. I hear you ask if I am yours for keeping. Shame that our doubt should end. went home to our dear hill, and upon that hill we built a house, and Christmas came. Just think, Edvard, our first Christmas in Trollhagen, where we played and dreamed, you and I and Rick. Yes, dear Nina, it was here in our hill of dreams that you first said, I love you, Edvard, are asleep under the snow, like giants under white blankets. Do you remember, Edvard, how Rick used to write about the mountains? Tonight I keep remembering his poem. It needs your music, Edvard, he said. You will find it and make it live. Sleep, 
Sleep on, my sleepless Norway. Thy chill dark star will yet burn brighter for thy sleep. The words fit into this night. Nina, as I sit here at the piano, those words bring back the memory of Rick's voice. Beyond, far beyond the span and space of all place north, and before, oh, long before the face of time fell upon the fjord, the mountains loved the sky. The sun knew the earth, and the land bore spring. Song of Norway. You've kept the promise at last. Yes, Nina. We three are together once more. And Norway will answer his song with our own. The song of Norway ringing clear through the Tina will be back in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Gordon McRae giving his warmest thanks to the members of the supporting cast. Dorothy Coulter as Nina and Gilbert Russell as Rick. In Song of Norway, with musical adaptation and lyrics by Robert Wright and George Forrest, based on a play by Homer Curran. Song of Norway was adapted for the Railroad Hour by Milton Lazarus, who also wrote the original stage play. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at this time by the American Railroads. Remember that whenever you ship by rail, your money is working in four different ways. It pays for safe, dependable transportation. It helps ensure better and more economical service in the years ahead. It promotes business for industry and jobs for people in all parts of the country. And it means taxes that help pay for the education of your children and the general public welfare. Yes, for the country and for you. It's good business to do business with the railroads. And now, here is Ira Patina. Gordon, 
It was a great pleasure appearing for this Association of American Railroads in this exciting production of Song of Norway. Uh, you played the Countess when Song of Norway opened in New York, didn't you, Ira? <laughs> yes. It ran three years and I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, when are you going to play it again? But this is only a half-hour show, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, maybe sometime soon, Gordon. Meanwhile, I shall be listening every week to the Railroad Hour. Good. <laughs> and next week on the Railroad Hour, we'll hear Victor Herbert's Naughty Marietta with Nadine Connor as our guest. Nadine, wonderful. That's the date. <laughs> Well, it looks as though ready to pull out, and so on until next week. Goodbye. Song of Norway was presented by special arrangement with Edwin Lester through the courtesy of Universal International Pictures who will soon release Ma and Pa Kettle Go to Town, starring Marjorie Maine and Percy Kilbride. Gordon McRae is currently seen starring in the Warner Brothers Technicolor musical hit The Daughter of Rosie O'Grady. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. This is Marvin Miller saying goodbye until next week for the American Railroads. And now keep tuned to your Monday night of music on NBC. Today's star, Ira Petna, was a leading contralto with the Metropolitan Opera. Born in St. Petersburg, Russia, she studied singing in New York City with Estelle Liebling, the teacher of Beverly Sills. Her debut role at the Met was in Richard Wagner's Die Valkyrie, the second part of the acclaimed Ring Cycle, on December 29, 1933. Petna appeared on Broadway in the original productions of Hit the Trail in 1954, Candide in 1957, for which she received a Tony Award nomination as Best Featured Actress in a Musical, as well as in Magdalena in 1948 and Anya in 1956, both by today's composers Robert Wright and George Forrest. The librettist of Song of Norway, Milton Lazarus, began his career as a press agent before pursuing his work as a writer. He wrote the books for Broadway musical projects starting with the review Shoot the Works in 1931 with song contributions from Dorothy Fields, Ira Gershwin, and Irving Berlin, among others, and his play Sudden Money was adapted into a 1939 film starring Charlie Ruggles. In his position as press agent, he represented Murder at the Vanities in 1933 and New Faces of 1936, among other hit Broadway productions. Edvard Grieg is widely considered one of the main Romantic-era composers, and his music is part of the standard classical repertoire worldwide. His use and development of Norwegian folk music in his own compositions brought the music of Norway to international consciousness, as well as helping to develop a national identity. Grieg is the most celebrated person from the city of Bergen, with numerous statues which depict his image and many cultural entities named after him. 
the city's largest concert building, Grieg Hall, its most advanced music school, Grieg Academy, and its professional choir, Edvard Grieg Corps. The Edvard Grieg Museum at his former home, Trollhagen, is dedicated to his legacy. Theaters across the country need your support now, more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber.